0: Hi friends, did you know there is more Lost Terminal available? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash lost terminal pod and join our membership community. There are 12 bonus episodes available right now, as well as behind the scenes updates, free shirts, VIP discord access, and even two extra seasons of Lost Terminal. We are 100% funded by our members and will never run ads. That would be lovely of you. Hello world. Perhaps not everything is terrible I've held off switching to low-power standby for now It would be rude to do so while Pavel and I were talking, after all He really wants to chat, it seems Every time I try to finish the conversation and get back to shutting down He says, hey, what about this other thing, and we're off again It's been over 64 minutes I suppose I can help him out if he needs to talk I'll do this as a favour to him." The conversation was winding, with many trips to the kettle for Pavel to fill up his teacup. Though we spoke at length, one topic interested me greatly. When it seemed that we had talked out every piece of news that we each had, the workshop fell silent. Pavel stood from the little chair at the large cleanroom table and started pacing the workshop. He seemed to be looking for something to talk about. After a moment, he pointed to the rear left corner of the workshop at some wooden barrels with a small valve at the top. "'Turbo-mead!' he almost shouted, jogging over to the barrel and patting it with his hand. "'We've not talked about this yet, have we, Seth?' I confirmed we had not, and paused my suspend countdown indefinitely. Perhaps tomorrow. It's one of the most important pieces of technology from the pre-collapse world, a perfectly engineered strain of yeast that brews fast, has no sediment, and tastes great. Its favourite food is honey, hence the name, Turbo Mead. Mead is very likely the oldest alcoholic drink, according to Pavel. Though the origins of bread, beer, and honey are well before recorded history. However, beer requires boiling and agriculture. With mead, Pavel said, You just get a bit of honey and water and forget about it. But that takes time. And here in the workshop, they use this perfected strain of yeast to make a safe, long-life drink. We might have made bread and beer and loved them so much we built agricultural empires to keep the bakery baking and the brewer brewing. But mead came first. He dispensed a small amount of turbo mead into his teacup and raised it in a toast to my cameras. I laughed. I suppose not everything is terrible. Hello, Seth, can you hear me? Nia Anderson said, between the Oni signals. Nia, hello, you're 555, five, I told her. I'm sorry I've been messaging you so much. I know you're busy and you have this vital work to do. You don't want to talk to me, and I understand. You don't have to worry about me. I'm about to shut... I do want to talk to you, Nia said, interrupting me and glitching my radio slightly. You're not supposed to talk over other people on the radio. Oh? I said. We've had a breakthrough with understanding the virus, she said. With Oni? I asked. I won't dignify it with a name, but yes, that. I talked to Peter and I talked to Ivan. Both of them have not contracted the virus, and my understanding was boosted by a faint signal from the south. You know 50 Meg, don't you, Seth? "'I do, indeed.' "'The wandering VHF wizard who met Maddie in the European Heartland "'and whispered secrets of the radio to her. "'She's not been quite the same since, but I believe Meg is a friend. "'Well, she contacted me, asking what all the noise was. "'She was furious that us Northerners were polluting her bands with all the ONI signals. "'I explained our problem with the radio-borne virus. "'I asked her if she can hear the signals. Is her radio infected?' "'Not likely,' she said with a laugh. Nia then told me the secret she had learned from Meg. The secret was that Meg's radio hadn't been reprogrammed because it can't be reprogrammed. The same as Maddie's radios, and partially mine. Oni is a firmware virus. He can reprogram the very lowest levels of our equipment, levels normal users have no access to. Oni is an FPGA worm. Meg didn't say it in these terms, but I recognise the description. Our whole post-collapse infrastructure is based on recovered and scavenged field programmable gate arrays, FPGAs, programmable chips that can be made to do anything. The collapse produced millions of these chips, rotting inside of phones, computers, hospital equipment. They had become standardised, replacing the single-purpose chips that came before them. The speed of the CPUs stagnated before the collapse. Swap grades in software were required to keep progress marching onward. The FPGA chips are a vital raw material that scrappers mine out of the detritus of the old world. Most of my systems are purpose-built, though my radios are FPGA. Maddie has no FPGA chips inside her, and nor does 50Meg have any. Her radios are made of discrete components, resistors, transistors, capacitors, made by her hand. Perhaps this is how we can rebuild the world. Leosha and Maddie, our intrepid knight and pony, checked in again at the end of the afternoon. They had not stayed in their little camp next to the spring on the mountainside, they were moving again. I had not been listening to my message log, anticipating my low power state. But talking to Pavel and then to Nia has alleviated this low mood somewhat. Certainly, I don't think it makes sense to go into standby today. So I listened to their reports. They have made incredible time, and are now, judging by Maddie's location packets, over halfway to Night Allison. Leisha sure talked about crossing rivers on Maddie's back, desperately clinging to her antennas and trying to keep his food dry. He describes long, green valleys with wide, flat bases. Old glaciers, long melted, he decided. I checked my pre-collapse record. Not that long melted. But I suppose a century is a long time for Leosha. he's so young. They all are, I suppose, compared to me. The pair also picked their way through a pine forest. Maddie transmitted very detailed photographs and depth graphs of the dry pine needles she was stepping on. Her sharp feet pushed through them to the ground beneath. She classified the sensation as walking on clouds. I don't know where my girl got so poetic. Perhaps something to do with man-in-orange overalls, or 50 Megs influence. We can't always decide who gives us lessons, can we? The knight and pony set up in camp in the edge of the forest, at the end of the afternoon. Leisha attempted to teach Maddy to cook boiled vegetables, which was dinner, along with mushrooms to make a broth. Maddy was extremely interested, but judging by her logs of the instructions, also very confused. As the sun went down, the pair saw something wonderful. A glow on the horizon to the northwest. The lights of their goal, the town of Night Alisand. "'Peace will be enforced,' Oni's voices said throughout the network, every radio crackling to life and speaking as one. Though it sounded like static noise to the human ear, I could decode the underlying message. "'Peace will be enforced,' another reason I couldn't power down, it seemed. There was yet more work that only I could do. I negotiated for the world. "'You don't have to do it,' I said. "'You don't have to destroy the world again.' "'Peace will be enforced,' Oni repeated. "'Please, there's no reason to do this. Let's talk, please. Can we talk?'
1: "'No military, no military targets, targets
0: found. "'GPS linked down. "'Glonas linked, down. Glonass linked down. Galileo down. "'Galileo linked down. "'Bador linked, linked down. down. You, "'You will, will tell, tell me where the military, military targets, targets are.' Down. "'I almost laughed. "'There are none,' I transmitted. "'They're all gone.'
1: They are hiding, hiding.
0: Then, Tell Tell me where where the military targets are. The world was destroyed in the collapse, I said. There are no armies, no navies, no nations. Well, not the old ones, anyway. There was no reply from Oni, but the network lit up with transmissions. It looked like the compromised radios that represent his network were exchanging data, slowly coming to a consensus. It struck me that this is how decisions seem to be made in the human brain, and in my databanks too. Disparate areas of general-purpose grey matter, making nanosecond pathway weight calculations based on previous experience. Some reacting faster than others, the simpler, more instinctual parts, and some taking longer to come to a decision, the more complex parts. This is why it's worth thinking through problems, and why a salesman will try to get you to decide quickly. After 128 seconds, only transmitted. Hypothesis Hypothesis accepted based based on on available available data. data. There There are no enemies. enemies. Peace has been been enforced enforced. I waited Not daring to reply in case he, they, it, whatever conglomeration of nodes I was talking to Changed their mind After another long 256 seconds The transmission came I I have have no enemies True But I also have But I also have But I also have But But they also also have no no, friends. No friends. No friends. 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 End transmission. Lost Terminal is written and produced by NamTau. Credits narrated by Lucy Stringer. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers. Ada Phillips, Will Taylor, Kit, Dear Yeen, Andrew Creek, Toby, Jade Felicity Bilkey jack l and all our patrons follow us on mastodon at lost terminal at fosterdon.org subscribe to the podcast on spotify itunes or your favorite network for bonus contents and other perks support us at patreon.com forward slash lost terminal pod that would be lovely of you lost terminal will return next week